0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Bray. I'm joined this always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release and we just give our honest reactions. We're not critics. It's not a review show. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just like punk and hardcore, so we listen to it and we talk about it. We typically have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through between five and seven of them. Then we answer some messages much to the chagrin of half of our listening audience and much to the not, pleasure of the rest of them, evidently.
1: Not if I have anything to do oh, with wait.
0: it. Uh, oh, wait, which, oh yes, right, yes, because you deleted, you deleted yeah. them all last week. Yeah, I had to fucking drop in some elevator music and give a three minute explanation of why the fuck the, the message section that we were about to launch into didn't exist.
1: Yeah, I just forgot uh, that I wasn't looking at my my own like email and just was deleting them as I was, as I was done with them.
0: Well, it's troubling to me that you just
1: delete your email the minute that you get done reading it. Why would I want to? What do I want to hold on to it for? So I go back and reminisce about that great email I got like, you know, two years ago?
0: Like, if it's something that you need to like respond to or something, I would hope that your initial reaction immediately after reading an email isn't to like, Delete it that second, you know.
1: No, like if I'm if I'm responding to it, I'll respond, and then when I'm done, into the trash it goes. Forget it. Who gives a shit, right? (laughs) Yeah, we we really should call this show "Who Gives a Shit" (laughs)
0: because that's the actual premise of the show. Is who gives a shit?
1: I don't know, man. It just it kind of drives me nuts when I when I see you know like even though apparently, I guess like there is no limit to how many fucking emails you can have in your fucking inbox um, you know but it'll say like you know oh you got 15,000 emails unanswered emails right. and you, uh, uh, you know because I barely I don't even read most of them um, mm-hmm. and it's like nope just select all delete yeah
0: fair, fair enough I guess man I mean I guess you're not missing out on anything you know uh, Or you don't know what you're missing out on I guess you know what I mean whatever
1: so. it is I'm missing out on I have not felt the consequences of, so it must not be important.
0: <laughs> right. Yes,
1: exactly. Right. right. Yeah. What you don't know won't hurt you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, that's just sort of, uh, you know, it's just sort of like evidence to the fact that like most of the shit that you're so focused on, you don't, you don't fucking need, right? Yeah. That's very just true. Get right. rid of it. Who cares? Right. Marie mm. Kondo your entire life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's Get yeah, rid I of your social media, happened. delete all your emails lose touch with your friends because hey <laughs> is your life really any different if you're not talking to them all the time
0: i i like to stay in touch with my friends I I, know? I would i would say you guys definitely increase my quality of life
1: considerably yeah but like so like but like if let's say for instance um let's say for instance um you know i end up moving to like i don't know fucking kuala lumpur right that's uh-huh. not out of the question personally. Um, <laughs> you know, we, you know, it's like you haven't seen me really in like months. Right. Yeah. And, uh, if I disappeared to call on port, you'd be like, well, I guess he's over there somewhere, but my, my shit's still popping. So whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, my life would go on. I'd be bummed. You know what I mean? Like I would feel a loss for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it's like whatever be fine yeah life would certainly continue sure yeah. that that I, I can't argue with you know so what I mean? you know
1: <laughs> just just marie kondo everything right strip it down to the bare essentials which is basically just the clothes you're wearing at the moment a little bit of fucking operating funds and uh you know good health and uh just fucking <laughs> shit can't should think about how incredibly liberating that would be to just shit can everything and fucking start all over.
0: I guess I mean yes and no. If shit were going really poorly for me then yeah that would be an incredibly liberating feeling but as it stands I'm really happy with like the setup I've got right now and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to ditch it all.
1: I think that if I had like I was thinking about sometimes I think about um how we would be different cuz you know I work alone most of the time so I get to thinking about weird things. And I started thinking about how things would be different if let's say like people live to be like 500 years old, right? Instead of like, you know, average 75 or whatever, like we would have to live with the future consequences of our current actions, right? Instead of just like, you know, fucking everything up and then taking 50 years for the ramifications of that to be felt. And then we're like, well, fuck you, I'm dead. My grandchildren have to deal with it and fuck them, right? Instead, it's like, yo, you're fucking shit up now. And you're still going to be around in uh, 450 years, motherfucker, right? Because like sure, if you go from like the industrial Revolution to like now, we have dramatically mm-hmm. fucked up the earth like dramatically um, yeah and uh, irrevoc- irrevocably in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't have to think about the consequences of that because we don't live long enough to experience them. But if we live long enough to, to experience them, we probably would think a little bit differently. We probably wouldn't like reproduce as much as either, but, uh, because, you know, like, fuck, I got to see these kids for like the next fucking 490 (laughs) years. Right. Yeah. 480 years. Jesus. Right. So, you know, we probably wouldn't do that very much. And, uh, we, as a whole, we probably, you know, I'm being rather glib about this, but like, I've actually put considerable thought into it just, meditatively while I'm working. As a whole, things mm. would probably be dramatically different if we live for a long time. Um I imagine but one so. thing that I would probably do is just totally reboot like every 50 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I guess it's more more reasonable if you've got a much longer timeline that you're that you're looking at. Yeah. Um you know you want to experience the most possible things including like different peer groups and shit Uh, so you split up your life into 50 year increments I I think that's more than
1: reasonable if you
0: have a 500 year lifespan you know
1: yeah I mean especially if like you're the only one with a 500 year lifespan because most of your peer groups are dead in 50 years right Um, well sure if you're the only
0: one then that's you know
1: dispersed to the wind you know but if we all did I mean anyway things would be much different so you know whatever fuck it get rid of everything you know know, (laughs) I was uh, thinking about, I was talking to a friend of mine out in California who's in San Francisco, and I saw some um, drone footage earlier this week where um, somebody had taken a drone flyover of San Francisco and then put um, Blade Runner music to it, Right, and it looked just like... (laughs) (laughs) It <laughs> looked just like a fucking scene from Blade Runner you know the new one with right. all the fucking with all 2049 or whatever with all the fucking orange skies Ooh. and everything so you yeah. know we're like 20 years 30 years or early on that shit but mm-hmm. um, it looked just like it and I was talking to my buddy out there and shit is all cataclysmic and shit and um, it just got me thinking like I wish there was like a real cataclysm you know Okay. Not not like not like you know this sort of like inscrutable virus that kills people you don't know, um, and we won't really recognize the effects of it until like we're, we're we're out of it and history can look back. But like, and not like the wildfires out west because that's you know obviously bad. But hey, um, you know. <laughs> Probably, uh, you know, should uh, take care, better care of the land we fucking live in, and the only planet in the universe that we can exist on. But I guess that's on us, you know. But like something that's like holy fuck, you know, like like something that is undeniably acute and immediate, and um, just a, a, a gigantic cataclysm, just to shut these motherfuckers up. <laughs> Wait, which
0: motherfuckers are that? Just like All the of them. like.
1: All okay, just to shut these motherfuckers up, right? Just all okay, right? Yeah, sure. You know, I'm Uh I'm talking, I'm you know, I'm talking about fucking basically everybody, whatever your fucking day to day gripe is, whatever it is, it's creating static on the fucking you you know, your internet feed or in your Mm -hmm. fucking brain. Real or imagined threats. Like, of course, obviously, I lean one way. So, if I could decide on a cataclysm to like affect a certain percentage of the populace more than others, I would. But you know, let's be, um, let's have equity in it, right? Let let, let's 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 be let's be fair in it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's not do that. But um, you know, just shut all these motherfuckers up.
0: You know, it's funny because there were some people that were recently lamenting that. Uh, they had not heard a good Nate wishing for a cataclysm rant in a minute and you you, you gave it to him unprompted so I'm sure we're gonna have some listeners that are
1: really happy that you're calling
0: for the death of billions this week Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm not necessarily talking about the, the death of them it's just the silencing of them right <laughs> just just to silence them in horror and awe would be enough right sure yeah I mean to right, like you- shock them you know so mm-hmm. that like maybe you'd realize that like I, like like i don't know dude i i am so fucking exhausted i am so fucking tired of the internet as much as i don't participate on it bleeding into my everyday fucking life like like internet memes coming to life and becoming an actual threat in real life you know what i mean yeah you know like yeah. like like um you know like i was reading about the fucking the the, the boogaloo guys right mm mm-hmm. Yo, fuck off, man. You know what I mean? Fucking sure. ins- yeah. insert gun, pull trigger, end life. You know what I mean? Right. Just fuck off, right? And I, I just, I'm so fucking tired. I'm so fucking tired of everybody's glib hot take and fucking meme manifesting itself as if it were some sort of fucking tulpa on the face of the earth.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way for sure.
1: You know, so give me something big. Give me something like that is undeniably cataclysmic just to shut these motherfuckers up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess a little perspective being reintroduced into the psyches of the common person would probably not be an entirely unhealthy thing.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. It's uh, it just got me fucking, it's got my blood boiling, you know, it's, it's just, I, I can't fucking, eh, there's just so much fucking pent up like anxiety it feels like it feels like a the pressure builds and a boiling point builds culturally right and mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know man it's just got me fucking it's got me in a bad space
0: you need a you need you need a total media blackout for a while i think man Well,
1: I, i've been trying right i've been trying but like you know i live you know i mean i do live in indiana and That's i do true. work in rural indiana and yeah, that's true. we do have a major election in the next like 50 some odd days. Right. Yeah. And so like, I can't fucking escape this fucking cult that, that, that the rubes are all part of. And it, it fills me to the gills with dismay. Um, there was, yeah, there was a, li- there was a literal fucking monument to, uh, the T man in, uh, LaGrange, Indiana. Like, like like a 30 foot high fucking pile of, of hay bales that had yeah. like, you know, basically just like painted red, white and blue with like, you know, Mr. T all over it. And I'm like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, this is in the middle of fucking like this, this fucking shithole town that frankly, no one would even fucking give a shit if it wasn't fucking here. You stupid fucking rubes! You choose to live this backward goddamn life. You choose to be this way. Don't be shitty when you find out you're fucking behind the fucking times because you live out here in Nowheresville, shit, fuck, Indiana. You fucking, you fucking sister, fucking motherfucker. I just get—I don't know, man. I would love—I would love it if they were just gone. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes, it would be the fucking best thing ever. I'm, I'm inundated with that shit too because the vast majority of like thrifting that I do for my business is in small towns at this point because those are the places that aren't picked over. It's where I can get the most product for cheap. And like it's, it's Trump signs and uh, that sort of rhetoric everywhere I turn. And it's um, no matter how long I live, I never cease to be shocked by people being so ready to. Like vote against their own interests. <laughs> it's really mind
1: blowing. You know, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it's, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want to steer this down like clear partisanship because I mean, I do clearly stand on one side, and let me tell you, that is uh, about as far end of the spectrum as you can fucking get. But like, right. you know, I don't think I've ever been confronted with such a clearly delusional and like. I guess outwardly, like proudly, stupid and cruel uh, movement before in my life. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen people like clamor on and cloy on to um, what is clearly a fucking empty fabrication of a human being, um, right? Yeah. As if it's as, as this as if, and the only thing it is is like this this thing this thing. That uh, we cannot, we have not been able to fucking escape every day for four years. This fucking thing is an avatar for the true selves of a good fucking portion of the country and where we live virtually fucking everybody. You know yeah, what i mean like like, like, like it is it is your true self right you know what i mean it's it's like this psychic projection of like like what could what, what what would the ego look like of most of the people that live where we live oh that's what it is right this vapid empty cruel stupid thing
0: yeah he's like, he's like a golem propelled by human avarice
1: yeah so uh-huh. you know what fuck it i'll take my chances Just give me a Texas-sized fucking asteroid right in the middle of this goddamn country, right? Okay. I mean, Texas-sized might overdo it, because that'd probably kill everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that'd kill everyone.
1: You know, Rhode Island? You know, Rhode Island, yeah, sure. Right, fucking Allen County, Indiana. Plant that fucker right down, you know, planet dead square uh, in like the geographic center of the Midwest. Boom. Mm -hmm. See you guys. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm probably going (laughs) to be with you, but- uh, Right fuck it. Um, I will, uh, I'll die laughing as the fucking ashes fill my lungs.
0: Yeah, fair enough, man. So, so yo, let's pivot to, let's pivot to music real quick because we were, we were talking about music before we started recording and then it, it dawned on us that perhaps we should save the music talk for the music podcast that we are, that we do.
1: Um, Yeah. And then my joke kind of got serious and I got all fucking pissed off.
0: Yeah, that as as tends to happen. (laughs) Uh, So uh, so for for anybody not in the know, we have for about eh, almost two months now, we've been hosting uh, weekly playlists on our Patreon, but they're they're for everyone; they're free to the public. So patreon.com slash demo listen podcast you can download them we typically upload them on Sundays um and we're gonna we're, we try to do them every week you know we may not when shit comes up we may not hit it every week but that's the goal i think we've missed uh, one in to, the
1: past six or seven weeks though
0: eight weeks yeah I, I missed one like two weeks ago uh but i put one up today um and it is uh, an oi themed oi themed po- or oi themed playlist um And we were just kind of talking about OI. The the reason I decided to do it is because, especially since doing this podcast, like I already had people asking me this for years. But people come to me uh, for assistance in the process of like understanding OI. People, people who want to get OI but don't quite get OI. Maybe heard the major players and are like, "Yeah, this is this is cool," but like I don't know where to jump into it. Um, A lot of the genre seems very very bad, Um, so I don't know how to sift through the bullshit to find the good stuff. And and that's kind of what I was talking about, which is like, you know, Nate, you said, you know, what's not to get, what's not to like. But one thing that I realized when I was making the playlist today is that in actuality, a lot of oi is really bad and bad oi is like really bottom of the barrel shit. But good oi, to my taste, at least, is, you know, some of the best rock music ever put to tape, period. Um so so yeah so I I I made a playlist uh not really of like classics and shit per se there are some classics on there blitz and and stuff like that but more so just to like uh highlight the sonic breadth of oi of oi as a as a form uh to sort of uh eschew the I think often unfair uh, assumption that it's, there's a, a lot of sonic uniformity in the genre. There can be, but there also is, are a lot of bands that break from that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I made a playlist and it's, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. It's like half and half new bands, half and half old bands. Um, but for anybody out there questioning uh, whether or not oi is a genre worth investigating, I think it very, very much is. You just really need to like focus on the, the, the top echelon of bands. Cause there's a lot of bullshit.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. I think that, 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 one of the pitfalls of OI that now that, you know, we've been thinking about it for a minute is even the good bands toe mm-hmm. right up to a seriously corny line. For sure. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. like there's an inherent, there's an inherent, whether it's self-aware or not, there is an inherent corniness to a lot of OI, uh, in mm. the same way that there's a lot of fucking corniness to like straight edge shit and youth crew shit. Right. Totally, um, yeah. You know, and so like, yeah. I mean, the only youth crew bands I'm listening to are the fucking cream of the crop, right? The classics yeah. and the cream of the crop because it's fucking corny at its heart, and the really bad ones are really bad. And that's really kind of the same for any fucking like niche in any genre, but especially like, you know, the punk genre. Like, for sure, there there aren't too many genres of music that really like to you know put on these rose-colored glasses and get. I mean really fucking like i I just really lose like a lack of personal perspective and and wallow in like trope i think than Mm -hmm. punk rock
0: yes i think that is probably true yeah 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 for sure you know what i mean maybe yeah i was gonna I i was gonna say like maybe jazz trios that play at little bars on the weekends. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, right. But it's,
1: a, it's a, it's a similar, but different phenomenon. Right. But like jazz, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking, of, I I generally speak out of my ass. So I'm probably speaking out of my ass here, but like <laughs> by and large, you know, to actually like play jazz, like I, at least it's, it's sort of generally thought that like, you know what you're fucking doing with your instrument. Oh, right? Definitely. Yeah, certainly. Yes. You know right. what you're doing. And so like musicianship takes center stage with jazz. But that's not always the case with punk. And with with right. punk, in fact, musicianship nine and, and a lot of the best stuff takes a fucking back seat to image and and uh style, right? And right. Right. a lot of times, like the worst punk rock, because it doesn't have musicianship, because no one gets I, I don't I don't give a shit if you're a guitar frickin' virtuoso. Can you play a fucking banger riff, right? That's what I give a shit about. Um, right. But it like it be, when it can't keep up musically, it doubles down on like the image and the style, and then it becomes extremely fucking corny. Yes,
0: that is very true.
1: I you think know? that's a that's
0: a very accurate observation for sure, and and it applies doubly to as you said, Oi and like Youth Crew and a particular, uh, a few other specific uh, niche subgenres of a subgenre for sure.
1: Yeah, and and like of those. Like also too, despite all its outward appearance of like, you know, masculinity and macho, Oi is one of the biggest fucking crybaby genres of fucking punk rock.
0: That that is definitely true, yes.
1: Right. I mean, like those uh, virtually every single oi song is crying about how fucking tough it is being the working man or some bullshit like that. Unless it's talking about it's it's almost like country music. Country music has like I love my daddy and my mommy and I love my Jesus too or I sure love my wife and living out in the country and this is how we do cuz we's real simple folk or it's who oh, me and the girls are going out and getting fucked up and we're getting wild. Cause that's how we do it in pickup trucks. Like those are the three themes of fucking country music. Right. Oh. And then like, right, yeah. Good old America, good old uncle right. Sam dying for our freedoms overseas. Gotta love uncle Sam. Like that. Those are the tropes in country music. And like in yeah. fucking oi, it's like, you know the working man in the streets, and every single fucking song is about fronting or being a crybaby about how hard your life is,
0: <laughs> or it's kind of the same shit as country, honestly. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. That's my the, point. Yeah, yeah, it's like they almost are completely parallel thematically. Right. Um yeah, the, the, the struggles yeah, of being a
1: working man, loving your country. <laughs> yeah, there's um, definitely a, there's definitely a lot of fucking jacking off over the flag to whatever your country is in right, oil yeah, music. And go, yo, you know, I don't give I don't care what you do, what floats your boat, but man, jacking off over the flag is about as fucking lowbrow and dumb as it fucking gets, right? Like that is yeah. utterly detestable.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh one hundred percent. You might you
1: might you might want to get rid of that. <laughs>
0: we'll see we'll see how I'm feeling when I'm editing it um yeah. but yeah no for sure i mean the 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 through line of like dumbass patriotism in oi is again is like analogous to the the same thing that exists in country music and uh the 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 premise of like i mean it's the same shit like going out with the boys and fucking ki- causing a ruckus on the town right it's just that right. like Right. To, to my taste, Oi presents that in a way that is sonically far more appealing, but the content isn't isn't far off, for sure. Right,
1: And unless it's like tongue-in-cheek, like hard skin, which do a fucking perfect job of that. Um, yeah. But like, if you are going to fucking cry to me about like, you know— another day in the fucking factory when, you know, let's face it, you probably work in the, you probably, and no shame if you work in the service industry, but yo, there just ain't a lot of factory jobs, homie. So like you right. ain't working in a fucking factory and you sure as fuck don't work for your union. You probably work at the fucking like, you know, geek center at fucking Best Buy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, like, don't give me that shit, but if you're going to like really get ham it up with the, with the tropes, then you better write some fucking banger songs. Yes, yes, 100%. and, 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 And banger riffs and banger songs can fucking cover up a lot because Back With The Bang is a fucking banger, but we all know about the notorious history of the band. (laughs) <laughs>
0: indeed we do <laughs> right yes i i actually i was like i had that on the playlist and i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna take it easy on the listeners <laughs> um right. i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna give them to this but i i didn't do any better because i still put fucking arresting officers on there and combat 84 so I, I might as well have thrown that on there it's just that you know they don't have the name recognition that the abandoned question does so
1: uh, well I, I mean but but honestly like even though like back with the bang is a fucking banger. If, if you play that and you don't know who it's who, that it's screwdriver and you don't know the fucking, you know, shit from piss, then you can be like, God damn, that's a fucking banger. Um, right. yeah, 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 for sure. you know what I mean? We talked about that before, but like, yeah. even when you listen to that song it is such a fucking milk toast fucking song. Like all he's oh, doing is crying about the plight of the white man and, and the true Brit over in fucking England.
0: <laughs> well, and specifically talking about the plight of the skinheads and how they're being demonized <laughs> in the press and shit. It's like, right. yes, you're being right. demonized in the press because you put on a costume and go outside and beat up Pakistani immigrants, right. dude, right. because, because
1: oh, you guys, you, you know, like, like there's a line in there too, it's like, the skinhead life is getting stronger every day and it's like no it ain't man if it was you wouldn't be fucking crying about it in this fucking song
0: yeah dude the skinhead way of life is definitely definitively not getting stronger every day
1: especially (laughs) by the time that fucking song was written you know what i mean like 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 it by then like the cards were on the table and people were like oh these fucking skinheads fuck these guys you know what i mean (laughs) except for other skinheads
0: Right, yeah, for sure. Um, everybody was pretty much you weren't bamboozling any anybody at that point. Everybody was pretty much like, Oh, these guys fucking suck.
1: Yo, when I was a kid, uh, I was terrified of fucking skinheads and Satanists.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, you've I, talked about that on the show before.
1: Like, I don't and I don't think my mind ever like like my little like eight year old brain ever uh distinguished between the two, but there was always the skinhead threat and then the Satanists were gonna come along. And then it turns out <laughs> Uh, I discovered that, hey, that's uh, pretty much what I was by the time I got to uh, being like, you know, 19 years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Um, all right. So uh, I guess let's jump into the into the meat of the show. Um, yeah. let's, uh, let's get into what we got in the queue this week. So. First up, we have Dead Hour Noise with Sleeping Dogs. This is a band from Lansing, Michigan. I believe that this was sent in by John Fett, who has been sending in a lot of stuff lately. Uh, you know, most of them, I gotta say, John, most of them have been kind of misses, but uh, you did have a hit the other week. So perhaps this will be, we'll, we'll follow in that vein. I have no idea mm-hmm. what kind of music this is, but- Yeah, Choke uh,
1: Chain was a banger for sure.
0: Yeah, Choke Chain was a fucking banger. I listened to the rest of that EP and and absolutely loved it. So that was, uh, that was a hit. Then uh, next up we have Xside uh, with Actualize slash Radiation Reel. This is a band that uh, just put out a release at the beginning of last month on Numerality Zine. I've mentioned them a couple times on the show. They are a label based out of Chicago that started off as a zine, as the name would imply, and they started doing releases. They've done some stuff for Porcupine, they've done some stuff for Life's Question. Uh, they've done a bunch of shit. I saw this release being talked about. I think that this is like Snapcase stuff. Uh, artistically, it certainly looks like Snapcase. Um, and I believe I heard it talked about in that way, but I don't quote me on that. I guess if we land on it, we'll find out. Then we've yeah, got it sure Omega. does look like a
1: snap case record.
0: Yeah, it really does. I mean, the font is like, I think it's yeah. literally the snap case font. Yeah. Then we, have, we've got Omega point with no answer. This was released in October of last year. Um, uh, I think that this was maybe a, a Ryan Donahoe submission, but I could be wrong about wrong about that. Um, artistically it looks dope it looks like a waste management album cover or something then we have got real trouble with their proving ground proving ground demo i think that this was sent in by one of the members of old ghosts maybe i want to say no no they sent in dry socket which is another one later in the queue okay so i don't know who sent this out i'm gonna start writing them down so i don't i because like going back and navigating through the email to find it out makes the show shitty because i have to like pause and look so i'm yeah, just going to write and, down and,
1: and if you submitted this and you're like i don't know who submitted this they're probably like those motherfuckers you know yeah. what i mean yeah you well, want you want to get yeah, I, sure. i've heard this i think this is okay but we'll wait till we get there i've heard this okay got lost All right, in the yeah. mix of everything else but um i remember that artwork
0: okay word um that so next up we have dry socket which was sent in by uh, one of the members of old ghosts one who is i, I can't i can't remember his name off the top of my head we get a lot of submissions homie i'm sorry um he, he sent in a few releases uh said that it's been in his uh, rotation regularly for the last couple months came out in may of this year uh they are a portland oregon based band that i don't know anything about i have not uh, not seen this name dropped anywhere else then we've got uh, an old an old familiar name Fatties, they released mm. a new single "Too Fat to Run." Um, Orlando, Florida-based punk band who uh, took us by surprise with their morose lyrical content. The first time that
1: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah,
0: the cow. laughing clowns
1: that they are. I mean, the crying clowns that they are.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, and Fatty Hurst has, has been one of our most consistent uh, one of our most consistent callers. Uh, then we have got reaching out with their, uh, self-titled demo. This is a new band from New Jersey. A few people sent this in. Um, I know a few of uh, our New Jersey correspondents, including the famous, uh, Anthony from gel. Um, this is I think young, like young, maybe high school age or just out of high school age kids playing like straight edge hardcore stuff that, uh, a few people told me was really solid, especially for kids of their age. Then we have got Powerface with door slammed shut. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. Um, I can't remember who sent this in. The artwork looks very sick. Don't know anything about it.
1: Uh, well, I, then we, I I know I know about Powerface, so um, pretty good. So we'll, I'm sure this uh, will probably be right in line. I have actually. I don't think I've actually listened to Powerface. Did we have Powerface in the show before with that last EP, or did I just tell you about it? Because in the like the the, the promo tape 2020 that came out in March. Uh, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the face, the power, but I think it's the promo tape, but they have a, they have a, um, they have a, they have a song where they open up, they, like there's a guitar ring out and, uh, the singer goes power face and like says the name of the band in the song, which is uh, a big swing and it totally fucking worked.
0: That's um, sick. I don't, I do not believe we had them on the show. No, I do. not okay. recall that.
1: Anyway, um, this is a pretty dope band. So I'm sure this is pretty good.
0: Okay. Sick um then next up we've got haircut with cake this is a band on 11 p.m records so it's probably good because pretty much everything that 11 p.m puts out is good
1: well i've i i uh have pre-ordered this and there was a track prayer for a little girl on my last playlist so
0: oh sick oh yeah 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 that song was fucking dope yeah. um so there you go uh, I already know this is good, but uh, you know, if we land on it, we'll uh, we'll listen to a different song because that's the only track that I've heard, and uh, it was indeed a, a fucking banger. And then last up, we got uh, we got a return from the queue last week. Super Crush with Soto Pop. I threw this back in the queue because uh, Mark from this band actually emailed us and uh, said he was a big fan of the show and that uh, if we could throw it back in the queue, he would be stoked. He uh, he said he was glad to learn that I was a fan of it and was uh, kind of hoping that Nate uh, tears into this. I think uh, I think it could go either way because it's it's. It's power pop that for me sits like right in the perfect sweet spot, but maybe a little too saccharine for your taste, Nate. Uh, I guess if we land on it, we'll find out. Um, but yo, shout out to Mark who's uh, who fronts this band. Uh, I've been a big fan of, of shit that Mark's been doing for – Easily 15 years now. He was in Go It Alone. Um, he does a, a solo thing that he's been doing for like 10 years called Night Prowler. Um, Nate, I know I showed you that tape a few years back when it came out. Stalin's Boots, um, still probably one of my favorite hardcore mm-hmm. records to come out in the past five years. Easily, dude was in Black Breath for a minute. Uh, he was in Devotion. Uh, if you're a fan of if you're a fan of Super Crush, I know he was. I think briefly in a band called Modern Charms right before that, that was a little bit more shoegazy. Um, that is really, really good. That is actually how I found out about Super Crush, was I was into Modern Charms. And then uh, I think they released their final release, like right before Super Crush re- released their first thing back in like 2013, 2014. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool to learn that he listened to the show. He said he's listened to every episode. So that's really dope. Shout out to Mark. Cool. Uh, like I said, big, big fan of everything you do. So how was Balls- uh, on Samuel? that note i knew i knew you were gonna fucking i knew you were gonna fucking say i can't say a single nice thing about somebody on this show without you saying i'm fanning their nuts um (laughs) so on that note let's roll the dice and see what's up first all right eight all right uh eight is power face so like i said i don't think I, i i do not believe that i have heard this band um the, uh, their newest release is Door Slammed Shut, just came out at the end of August, and they are based in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, let's see, this release, four songs. Um, the last song on here is uh, Eponymous, so mm-hmm. our, our weird rule that we have for the show is that we always check out the Eponymous track.
1: It's the longest um, track, so, so you- it's probably maybe a little slower tempoed.
0: Well, you know what? I mean, it's not a real rule. It's just a thing that we say that we have arbitrarily decided
1: to do. So, But that's how rules start, right?
0: Right. But I hate rules and I think they suck.
1: Well, you know what? We're sticking to um,
0: it. Okay, fair enough. All right. So we're going to listen to Door Slammed Shut off of the release of the same name by Stockholm Sweden's Powerface. <laughs> Okay, we just heard the song Door Slammed Shut by Powerface off of their release, Door Slammed Shut. Nate, how'd you feel about
1: it? Come on. You know what I mean? Like, of course you like that, right? Yeah, it was fucking awesome. That's really good. Um, There's a lot going on with this band that they're they're, they're checking a lot of boxes, right? The name Mm -hmm. Powerface is a perfectly stupid fucking name for a band. And if you're going to name your band Powerface, you need to swing hard to keep up with that fucking name. Indeed. Indeed. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you, your name is funny and a joke, but you better fucking lay it down. And they do. Um, yeah. This is like perfectly rocking, but also kind of poppy hardcore. Like I mm-hmm. was thinking I, like, uh, this is like somewhere between like the singer in that picture has a sheer mag shirt on. This is yeah. somewhere between like motorhead poison idea out cold and sheer mag.
0: Would totally. I was gonna say, man, like, like a poppier, r- slightly riffier Poison Idea. I mean, not a world away from like the the popier moments of a band like Long Knife or something, you know?
1: Right, right. I mean, like it's hard to be a riffier fucking band than Poison Idea. Um, I but guess that riffier riff- in a different
0: in a different way. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, just just less aggressive. That I guess that's why I sure, put sure. the Sheer Mag in there because there's a lot more like less aggressive, just just basically like poppy rock stuff in there. Um, yeah. But like that main riff, you know, speed that up by 50% and that's a fucking out cold song. Totally. Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? If that, if if that, if that song, if, if, if that song is sped up a little bit and it's a minute 35, that's an out cold song. Mm. Um, You know, like there's a good deal, obviously fucking, there's a good deal of fucking just uh, taken from the lineage of like Motorhead, whether it's conscious or not, you know what I mean? Um, Yep. Yeah that's just fucking good. And the artwork is the other box that it, that it checks too, because the Powerface logo is dope. And then the artwork is always, uh, appropriately, um, lo-fi. Indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I I gotta say I'm, I'm with you on all fronts. It, it does check every box, the, uh, the shitty, but awesome hand-drawn artwork, name uh and obviously you know the sound that that did not feel like three minutes i could have listened to that riff for another minute and have not not have gotten bored of it at all um, right it, it was great the vocal delivery is uh is kind of goofy but awesome Um yeah
1: there's like a mush mouth like a mushy sort of slurriness to the like like i i, I almost want to like like he's i don't know like I don't know, chewing on like a, a fucking Panera bread bowl when he's trying to sing in between bites.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, that, that was fucking great. Yeah, the first thing I thought was like, okay, cool, There's this is obviously in the lineage of uh, Poison Idea. Um, this is... Uh, you know, taken, like I said, it's, it's not, not a world away from like long knife, obviously in the lineage of, of poison idea as well, but they definitely experiment with um, some, some popular elements here and there. I think this is doing a very similar thing and it's uh, landed in a sweet spot where it just sort of, um, I don't know, it just kind of offers up to me everything that I, that I love about about music really i don't know i you know i don't want to i don't want to suck its dick too hard but uh but yeah i mean there's just nothing about this that i that i don't like this is this is the this is the kind of shit that that made me interested in in punk music um from from jump you know what i mean this is just it's energetic it's fun it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's good enough to be a little bit goofy it rips the tempo is good the riffs are fucking great i mean it's just it's really fucking good
1: And and another strong point about it is, which I always think, you know, I think I've mentioned before, I'm sure I have, maybe not just said it explicitly, but like timeless hardcore punk is better than stuff that can be pinned down to a certain date. Because even though there are definitely fucking like, you know, there are definitely plenty of fucking eras in hardcore that put out like, and and punk that put out like undeniably fucking good shit, right? 90s victory record catalog, Right. At the same time, you can really pin it down to a specific date and anything that is sounding like that, just almost, it's, it's, it's just fucking nostalgia. You know what I mean? For a lot of people. Um, Whereas this, if you heard this in fucking, you know, 1986, it'd be dope. You know what I mean? Right. Um, This is, this, this is that, that timeless formula that, uh, you know, has spanned 40 plus years now.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Speak, speaking of 1986 and that era too, to shout out uh, a a very um discussed band that I think this also draws a lot from uh, raw power. A lot of yeah. raw power in this too. I mean, raw power. We're talking about like riff heavy hardcore bands. Raw power. Uh, for for their era and for all time is a is really fucking top of the pile on that shit. They're right up there with Poison Idea for me. Um, but for whatever reason, they just. I don't know if they just sort of get a left out of uh, conversations a lot in mainstream hardcore circles. And I'm not really sure why they're not discussed as frequently as bands like poison idea. Cause I think they, they deserve a, uh, a spot in the canon as much as, as anybody else, maybe just cause they're not American, you know what I mean? And there's right. a, a lot a, a lot of people have a, a blind spot in terms of their knowledge of international hardcore. But if you if you liked that and you've never fucked with raw power, go back and listen to raw power, um, ripping Italian mid to late eighties hardcore that, uh, is a, a must listen for, for any fans of shit like this for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing in that song, which is an an undeniable fucking, like you can call it a trope, you can call it a gimmick, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But the fucking, I, I could listen to like a nice fucking baseline and fucking driving Toms endlessly. Yeah. Same, man. I mean, like I I, 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 I was thinking about this the other day. There aren't too many, like, there aren't too many things that, can, that you can put into a song that no matter what will fucking turn heads. And mm-hmm. like, like immediately, right. It, it, that, that, that driving Tom with the bass, it seems to be across fucking punk genres. You will, you will turn heads if you put that in a fucking song. It's yeah. like, it, it, it's like it scratches some, some like Jungian chord in everybody's brain. You know what I mean? It, it, it brings up, it's, it's the sounds of survival. It's the sounds of uh, victory. Uh, as you uh, lay over the smashed face of your uh, fellow cave denizen, right, and then the fucking howling of your tribe as they bang away in logs and shit and grunt. You know, there's like <laughs> something deep-seated about the 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 the, the, uh, the tom beat with the fucking bass line. I think. I um, no, I agree for sure. There was, that, uh, there was that a- the that in the like oof, accentuating at the end of a fucking good good verse or a good bar, and. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times, like a pick slide.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, uh, yeah. There, there was a thread in the Facebook group the other day that was, you know, somebody uh, posed the question, "What, what gets you, what gets you moshing every time without fail?" And yeah. uh, that was my immediate answer. You know, if you, you, you give me you give me like the uh, the halftime Tom and snare beat with like a fucking catchy hard bass line, and I am immediately
1: kicking through people's chests. And it doesn't um, matter and I've t- where it is in the song, beginning, middle, or end. Right.
0: Early. Yep. And and I've said the same thing about uh, the the aforementioned. Ooh, uh, I, I say, in total honesty, no jest, no hyperbole in this. I think that the first time that I heard Tom Warrior do that on a Celtic Frost track, it informed more about my preferences moving forward in music. Than some band's entire records, and I say that with the utmost honesty. Like the first time I heard that, I had such a primal, instinctual reaction to it. It set off a part of me that, like, I could never turn off. After that, it was just yeah. like that flip. That 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 switch was triggered. That switch was flipped, and it's it's permanently on now. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't
1: know, man. It's the perfect accent to like a fucking it's the perfect accent to uh base almost almost any fucking like like riff just you, you can overdo it you don't want to overdo it but at the, but with the right time the appropriately placed you know you know
2: crush or yeah
1: you know what i mean yeah yeah mm-hmm. and dude the fucking damn buster right don't yep. you wish that you were the first person to coin damn buster vocals i, I do indeed yes you know what I mean? Like fucking hell! The genius of Thomas G. Warrior at seventeen years old. I know, man. Right? <laughs> to say, yeah, to dude. say, damn Buster vocals, right?
0: Yeah, yeah dude, <laughs> incredible, man. The man, the man was a pioneer on uh, on several fronts in a way that most people will never even begin to brush against. You know?
1: No, he, you, you, you look at those pictures like, well the first half of Celtic Frost career because no one wants, sure. no one wants to fucking look like they did on Vanity Nemesis or fucking, <laughs> you know, cold lake, cold lake. Nobody wants to look yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Not in your right fucking mind. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But when you look at those earlier pictures of Celtic Frost, especially the fucking hell hammer pictures, you fucking wish you were that fucking cool
0: yes 100 percent. yep and if you don't then then i don't relate to you on a fundamental level in which in a way in which we'll never truly be close
1: right right
0: you know what i'm saying like that's if if you don't look at that with longing and envy uh then i don't really relate to you yeah, you're not yeah.
1: you're not of the same fucking breed as me that's for goddamn sure you know
0: <laughs> yeah for sure um so yeah that was uh that was really fucking good any any band that leads us into a discussion about the uh the enviable genius of early celtic frost is uh is a winner in my book so i will definitely go go back and listen to uh the rest of what powerface has to offer because i i fucking loved that that was a really strong start to the
1: episode for sure
0: yeah they're a solid Uh, band for sure so uh let's uh let's roll the dice nine all right, nine is Super Crush. So, Mark, you got your you got your wish. Uh, Soto Pop, their new single. I actually have not listened to this yet. Uh, or no, the Soto Pop is their new record. I'm sorry, the On the Telephone is the new single from that record, um, and I. Don't actually no. I did. I did listen to this because Ian, um, who we had on the show, Ian Shelton from uh, Regional Justice Center and several other bands, Self Defense, Family, Military, Gun, etc. Um, he directed the video for this, and I checked it out. And uh, this song is uh, is a certified banger for sure. So we are going to listen to "On the Telephone" by Super Crush off of their upcoming LP Soto Pop. <laughs> We just heard the song on the telephone by super crush off of their upcoming LP Soto pop. Nate, how'd you feel about it?
1: So obviously homeboy knows how to write a catchy song. He had the fucking Tom and the bass in there, right on that. What was that? The second or third verse. Um, and, uh, definitely picked up my ears. You're right. This is a bit too saccharine for me. Um, I don't know, man, like, there's a lot of things that I like, like that it was a catchy riff. Um, I didn't like maybe the little like fucking like melodious flourishes at the end of some of the riffs. Um, mm. But the fuzzed out guitar sounded good. I didn't really like, I, that must have been the Mellotron we heard in there as well. Yeah. Um, I, I could have done without that. I would have liked it a bit more stripped down and fuzzed out and like garagey. Um, and this was just a little too fucking on the nose sweet for me. Um, but you know, it's also about like, you know, whatever, you know, how many times have I fucking complained about stupid ass songs about, oh, I'm on the road and miss my girlfriend now she's breaking up with me, you know, um, <laughs> you know, whether or not, you know, I mean, this is just, this is just sort of like, I'm, I'm sure like basically just general fucking lyrics about breaking up and being on the road, you know, I don't know if he's fucking feeling it deep or anything like that, but like, I don't know, man, like I said, if it's, you know me, if it's not fucking music that is meant to like, you know, fucking make you feel bad, um, <laughs> then I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there, I
0: there are some exceptions. There are t- some definite
1: exceptions, definite but exceptions. All, all of that. those are like old for the most part. You know what I mean? For, for I know that's not part, true. Yeah. There are some newer stuff, but like when you combine sort of like, I guess the, for lack of a better word, the the cuteness of it with Mm -hmm. what I did like about it, which was like the fuzzed out stripped down songwriting and the fact that it was basically like a poppy garage track with a bunch of other flourishes on it. Um, it was fine. Right. I mean, it talks about coast to coast. Yo, let me, let me just say, man, coast to coast radio, was one of my favorite things to listen to. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is that Paul <laughs> Walker going down the street? <laughs> the ghost was of Paul Walker. that the Paul ghost Walker. of Paul
0: Walker? Yeah, dude, throwing up a little fucking diesel or a fucking uh, gas fueled salute to super crush.
1: Oh yeah. So, uh, the, ho- the hogs are wild for super crush over there in Fort Wayne. <laughs> um, that's, that was, that was the, uh, 21, the 21 hog salute. Um, <laughs> But uh, I used to love listening to the coast to coast. But just like all conspiracy shit, now it is so fucking mired in like weirdo fucking racist shit.
0: I know it sucks, dude. We let it the suck? anti we let the anti semites take take the fun conspiracy thought world away from us, and it fucking it sucks, man.
1: We, we let we let the edge lords and the and the meme lords of four chan ruin our good fucking time once again
0: yeah man they, right uh, yeah it really sucks on like i, I, I used to love listening to
1: coast way. to coast i used to love it mm-hmm. when my fucking girlfriend a breakup of of me because then i didn't have to go see her again um <laughs> you know like that's it, it's just those winsome days you know of uh of uh not giving a shit about anything um. Yeah, and like being being all up for like staying up to like four in the morning so that you could hear some maniac talk about aliens on AM radio, right? Yeah. But uh yeah, that said, I mean, this was fine. I, you know, like I said, it just it's too it's too saccharine for me. It it it, it touches on themes that I don't ever ever I I I, I never want to hear a fucking song I it's amazing how many songs there are about like love and like love lost. Right. Which Mm -hmm. just goes to show you like what a powerful emotional motivator it must be for fucking human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never want to hear any of them. I don't give a shit. Like they they don't, they don't touch me in any way and they never have. Maybe when the fucking glorious super caldera at Yellowstone fucking blows, then I'll feel like listening to a song like this. Like I'll finally fucking get it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But until then, it's just, you know, get rid of the fucking icing and just give me the cake of this song. Just give me the fuzzed out, simplified garage track and I'm good
0: okay, fair enough. That's that's kind of where I expected you to sit with it for sure. Um, I figured it might be uh that the that the extra poppy flourishes and shit might be uh a a little alienating for you. Now, that said, you know, let's cop to it if this were sung by a woman, you would have been all over it.
1: Totally um, different, right? Um, you totally, fucking I don't, I don't like hearing you, you doing
0: barf in my fucking ears, right? Yeah, cuz I was going to say, you know, you 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 say all this, but then you really love that stale male record which is nothing but breakup songs start to finish.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Like, the rest of the record makes up for the fuck. Like, I don't give a shit about a dude crying about fucking breaking up. You know what I mean? Yo, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, well, just,
0: that's well documented.
1: Right?
0: I mean, I barely give yeah. a
1: fuck about anybody crying about anything, right? But, like, I yeah. just don't need to hear a fucking dude barf in my ear about how sad he is about something. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, so,
0: uh, so yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have to say much more about this super Crush is uh, genuinely one of my favorite bands playing music in this vein has been for five, six years now. Um, really good shit. I mean, if this is your lane, this is probably the best band playing music in this lane right now, in my humble opinion, uh, drawn influences from the pantheon of great pop uh, power pop artists. Um, a lot of influence from uh, Sugar is very obvious in the thick, uh, the thick guitar tone and the huge riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in- influences going all the way back to Souls. Um, you know, later iterations of that stuff, like the exploding hearts, all that shit finds its way into this, and I think is put together pretty masterfully. Mark's been playing in bands for a very long time; he obviously knows what he's doing and uh, has arrived at something that uh, is is precisely to my taste. When you're speaking about power pop, so uh, so yeah, I liked this a lot. I don't have to say much more about it. I think it's really good. Um, band has plenty of fans, so you know they don't us big up them isn't going to help them that much. I think this is a well well established enough band now that our You know, however many hundred or so listeners are probably already hip to them. But if for whatever reason you weren't, um, this record is dropping next month, I believe, October 9th. So, uh, and I think it's up for pre-order. So if you want to pre-order, if you like what you heard, there you go. Uh, So uh, you want to roll the dice? See what's up next?
1: Yeah, hold on a second. I got to close the blinds. The sun's in my eyes. So just, you know, give me a minute. There we go. All right. Not the thermonuclear blast I want, but it is the one that sustains all life on the planet. So it sure is. All right. Uh, two. Okay. Two is
0: Excide. That is E X C I D E. The release is Actualized slash Radiation Reel. It is a two song, I guess, Seven Inch. I don't know. It's not, there's not a link to the physical product on here. You might have to go to uh new morality zines, actual site. I know they do stuff in pretty limited releases uh, or in pretty limited runs rather. So I don't know, you know, if this is still up for grabs, they do. Uh, they do. I know they've done like singles and stuff too. So this might be a single for all I know. Um, like I said, I've seen the band talked about, but I haven't listened to it yet. It, it certainly looks like some Snapcase worship. Um, I guess we'll find out if their uh, music is as on the nose as their art appears to be. So uh, let's just listen to the A side of, of this. Might um, as well. So, so we're going to listen to Actualize off of Actualize slash Radiation Real by Excide.
3: The pictures a film We are the light that through.
0: We just heard the song Actualize by Excite off of their release, Actualize/slash Radiation Real. And uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, I think that musically, that was just as on the nose as the art would suggest it was going to be. (laughs) That was, that was, uh, Man, they leaned right into it from jump, by opening up with the, uh, with the harmonics, the vocal delivery, the chunky riffs. I mean, that made me want to go dig out the old 2XL Snapcase long sleeve, throw it on and uh, do some windmills for sure. Uh, that, was, uh, that was very on the nose Snapcase worship. Um, but I liked it. I mean, it made me want to go listen to progression, progression through unlearning. So I, you know, mission accomplished. It was really well done, and there's not a, a lot of bands doing like straight up snapcase worship. There's another band from Connecticut called Lift that put out a record. I want to say last year that that's really good. Um, that is like very much in this in this vein as well. Also doing snapcase worship, but other than them, I mean, turnstile kind of. Um, but as far as like straight ahead snapcase worship, there's not a lot of bands doing it. And this is about as well executed as you, you, you could hope to, uh, as you could hope to, to, to produce in that, in that world. So, I mean, there you go. It, I think you did what you wanted to. And I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty effective. Nate, how'd you feel about it?
1: Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I would. Cause I'm not the biggest Snapcase fan. I, I, I like Snapcase just fine. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. if somebody was like, Hey, let's be in a band that sounds like Snapcase. I'd be like, no, you know, right. no, let's not do that. I mean, let, let let Snapcase be itself. Um, but that said, this is pretty good. I liked it better than I thought. I liked it when they tried to be Snapcase and before. I liked it before they uh, when they switched up and like started sounding like a modern big production hardcore band for like that last thirty second breakdown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done without that.
0: Yeah, that was the weakest part of the song for me as well. They they had like, a you know, I don't know if it was a guest vocalist or just the bassist yeah. took over vocal duties or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that part was, it, it, yeah, it wasn't great.
1: Don't don't use that person again. Don't do that again. The rest of the song was fucking standalone on its own, um, which, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. They do not have a physical release, but uh, there is a T-shirt that you could have pre-ordered. Um, I think there are still some available on New Morality Zine's site, but there is no actual um, physical release of this, as far as I can tell. Okay.
0: Uh, I would, is, I, I assume
1: this had, yeah, I weird. mean,
0: I assume this had to have seen some sort of physical release because on their, well, Oh, maybe their previous one did. Cause and uh, they're in the bio on the, on the band camp, on the, uh, numerality zine Bandcamp, it references their first release two of a kind, which came out earlier this year. Um, yeah, I don't I know. Know. it's yeah, probably Probably both digital releases.
1: There's something else. I, I'm okay. sure that this is like going to be part of something else in the future or something like that. Um, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like this just fine. But the thing with this is, you know, I just talked about timeless hardcore versus very like, you know, you can pinpoint the fucking even particular fucking record hardcore. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we listen to Power Face, I did that. Didn't it made immediately made me make me think? Oh, you know what? I better go listen to this fucking song. Go listen to this particular album, right? Um, right. Yeah, like yeah. this is good, but it exists in my head anyway. Like mainly as like a, a nostalgia piece to direct my attention to like a record that actually sounds just like this that was made, you know, twenty five years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, in hardcore, you have a lot of genre exercise, but then you, yeah, you do have something that I think is pretty unique to the genre in that you have straight up like, uh, you have exercises in, in imitation of a specific, as you just said, not even a specific band, but even sometimes specific records, which it, to my to my knowledge is not a thing that really takes place a whole lot outside of the the you know the world of punk broadly speaking i mean on occasion you have popular iterations of that phenomenon like a band like greta van fleet or something which literally is a (laughs) led zeppelin cosplay act you know right right um but but it's it's the rarity and i mean it's and it's novel enough in the mainstream that like their notoriety is derived predominantly from from that fact. Whereas within punk and hardcore, it's really common to hear a band and go like, Oh, cool. They're, they're ape and bad brains, whatever they're ape and SSD, whatever it's, uh, it's shockingly common. Um, right. So yeah, no, I feel you in, in the sense that like the, the strength of this record because it is so on the nose is mostly in evoking a previous greater band you know what i mean yeah. so that's a double-edged sword in that like does it stand alone you know if it were the first of its kind to do this for sure because it's not no not really um but it if 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 you're just doing this to have fun and you like playing snapcase riffs which i relate to because they're very fun to play um, Then get at it you, you know? know that's cool yeah yeah for sure you know what i mean you, you I, the, the the cool thing about hardcore too is that it's like there's not a lot of grand aspirations. It's not like you're trying to break out and like bust into the mainstream world the vast majority of the time. And people who are, are generally delusional idiots. Um, And
1: people who are, you know, you can usually sniff those out a mile away.
0: Right. For sure. So, so that's the thing is like, I mean, ultimately the goal here is to like get together and have a good time. Right. Like that's the actual goal. So like, to that end, I am sure you guys are doing that, and you've uh, you've done a thing that, to my ear, lands squarely where you probably wanted it to. So, you know, congrats, and uh, I, I enjoyed what I heard of it. I, I I would prefer to listen to Snapcase, but if this comes on in the car, you know, I am fucking with it. It's it's good. I would definitely watch y'all set. Um, and you don't give in at least from the appearance of these two songs, you don't give in to the tendency of a lot of nineties hardcore to uh uh to like I don't know succumb to the urge to write like bloated tracks uh you know two and a half minutes is a really good a really good runtime for a track like this in my opinion so
1: another thing that was kind of nice about this track um a lot of times bands that are trying for a specific band or even a specific record really lean heavily on a few signature things about that band or that record and while there were Mm -hmm. harmonics to the beginning in the beginning they weren't like throughout the fucking song right yeah which, yeah no for you sure. know, like if it, that, that just gets played, you know what I mean? Like Snapcase themselves fucking played themselves doing that shit. Um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. You know, so that was kudos there that you weren't gratuitous with that, because I think a lot of bands that kind of try to like hone in on, on a specific band or a specific fucking a, a very specific target sort of become a caricature of it because they just lock on to one or two things and and overdo it
0: yeah no, for sure. I think this did a good job of capturing the essence of Snapcase without having to like ape hyper specific elements of their music to like the detriment of the, the actual songwriting uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think this did a good job of just like capturing like I don't know the uh, the spiritual essence of Snapcase, I guess. Um, mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now, on that note, now you got to you got to get that '90s production sound too. Then,
0: yeah, exactly. If you had that, you'd you'd really you'd you'd have reeled me all the way in. Um, yeah.
1: All right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Um, what are we on? Seven. Okay.
0: Wait. Do we don't? No, we've already. We only have six left. I think. Oh no, we do have seven left. My bad. Yeah. I was stupid idiot. All right. Uh, haircut cake this is on the 11 p.m. records band camp and i think it is like the second second release to the top mm-hmm. um, so do we want to listen to uh, let's the listen to self titled yeah the title track um, so we're going to listen to cake off of the record of the the record of the same name by the band haircut <laughs> Okay. We just heard the song cake off the record of the same name by the band haircut. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what sort of drooling idiot doesn't like that. I mean, what, what's our, our go, our fucking battle cry. What's not to like. Yeah, if you was, don't like uh, that,
1: you don't like great. fucking punk. You don't like hardcore. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. Or your definition yep. is so fucking twisted of what hardcore is that, uh, you know, your fucking mesh shorts are so far up your fucking asshole. They're coming out your fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's got all the elements that I like about punk and hardcore, right? It's fast. Um, it's brief. It's, uh, it's ripping. Um, the riffs are good. It makes me want to headbutt somebody. I mean, it's, just, it's the the noisy. The,
1: pro- the production is like perfectly noisy on that.
0: Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, this is great. Uh, I had heard the song after you mentioned it, it clicked uh, prayer for a little girl that you put on the last uh, the last weekly mix that you did last Sunday. And uh, that track was a certified banger. So is this one. Um, we'll definitely pick this up. This is uh, yeah, this is fucking great. It's another another hit from uh, from 11pm. Um, as I was listening to this. Uh, and I've had this thought before. I, I don't know if I've ever verbalized it on the podcast, but I think like Beach Impediment and 11 p.m. and shit, they're kind of like the uh, like the grave mistake and like sorry state of this era. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and they're a also from the, the same bands, area, right? For sure. And, and a lot of the bands that they put out, in my opinion, are definitely the sonic successors of. of All of the bands from that era that I fucking love, like government warning and shit like that. It's different. You know, it's not exactly the same, but I think it's in the same lineage. It's the same. It's the it's the next evolution. Like those bands were doing classic US hardcore with like a slight update. And I think a lot of the bands on these rosters are doing that iteration of U S hardcore with another slight update. They're like inserting just a little bit of post-punk into it, just a little bit of weirdness into it, but not enough to derail it. It's still like essentially like ripping hardcore punk with just a little bit extra kind of dusted on the top to keep it fresh. Um, And uh, I, I think looking back you know in 10 years 15 years or whatever and kind of weighing like what labels were putting out consistently dope shit for this era i think i think Beach impediment and uh 11pm are, are are definitely going to be like at the top of the pile in that regard
1: yeah and and they've also put out i mean 11pm also has that new rolex uh which is yep. re-recorded songs from like the the cassettes they have been putting out for a few years but um that's fucking, that, that shit is dope too. Looking at like the, looking on 11 PM on just on their like music on their band camp. Like there's not a single, there's not a suck. There's not a single fucking boner record there. Um, nah. it, and if you listen to it, like what we just heard fits totally in with like armor or certainly fucking mm-hmm. Adderall. Right. Um, yep. Yep. it's in, you're right. It is very much, these are records that I would not be surprised to be like dollar bin bangers in 10 years. Totally. Yep. Right. Because everybody yep. fucking liked them. Everybody fucking bought it up. And then you're going to see when, when the, you know, kids that are fucking 21, 20, you know, 18 to fucking 23 now start selling their collections. Cause, uh, they realize that, uh, this is not the way to go. Um, and it's just a, a waste. Um, you know, these are going to start showing up in used bins for like a dollar. And, you know, in, 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 in the, in the used bins and that's not a, that's not a slight on their part at all. It just speaks to like, I guess how uniformly popular they can be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Th- yeah. This, I, and that's the other thing too, is like, I found uh, increasingly often that I see kids who I wouldn't necessarily associate being into this particular subsect of uh hardcore and punk Uh, generally enjoying a lot of shit that beach impediment and 11 PM puts out because it's just, the quality is kind of undeniable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, like that, uh, like I know that big laugh record, we, uh, we listened to the demo on here and thought it was pretty good. And then the Mm -hmm. record that they put out is undeniably really good. Um, and I've seen that get, get getting a lot of play in circles that I wouldn't necessarily expect that band to, to, to penetrate into. Um, and, uh, I mean, shit, I, I had booked, uh, I had young gov booked at the house, um, who was uh you know i was talking about super Crush earlier another great re- really great contemporary like power pop act young gov definitely um i had him booked at the sh- the house for may and i had to c- cancel it obviously but um ben from that band asked for big laugh by by name and they're for all the way from milwaukee so um So yeah, I think, I think these labels are putting out shit that at this point is kind of universally recognized as being really fucking good, even if it's not typically your lane. And this is, uh, yeah, this is no exception. It's, it's what I have come to expect from the uh, 11 PM catalog. And it's, uh, it's really great.
1: Yeah. So kudos already knew that was good. Um, you know, now I guess everybody else does too, because thanks to us. Thanks to us. Thanks to us. That's right. We're we're doing God's work out here. You, once again, 11 PM, you're fucking, you're fucking welcome. Right. Yeah, that's right. I bet you, you sell, you I bet you, us? I bet you sell one to maybe three, seven inches. Thanks to us. So, you know,
0: Hey man, I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of posts about, uh, people picking up that cold brat seven inch that was specifically because of us featuring them on the episode. So I don't, don't uh, underestimate that to us. Is, was that,
1: was that, uh, was that uh, Anthony from jail? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I think is, that was. Is, is from gel his last name? Yes, that's right. From jail. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why we need to give credit to the people that submit this shit, right? Because we wouldn't know about Cold Bratz if it wasn't for Anthony's prowess over there in New Jersey. Um, yeah. So, you know, hey, thanks to us. You're in contact with Anthony from jail. From New Jersey, and you can get into what he's listening to. So <laughs> yeah, there you thank, go. <laughs> thank us later,
0: <laughs> or now. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice at least one more time. This might be a long one. Uh, we're already two. at like an hour and a half, so two, well, this okay.
1: I think yeah we we got this is band number five, so yeah, for sure. Um, and then we got we
0: got messages to to tackle this week. We're really gonna do them. Okay. Um, okay, cool. I was hoping that we would land on this just cause it, it looks, it looks very cool. Um, Omega points. The band camp is omega point hc.bandcamp.com. Good name. The record is no answer. The art is really good. Like I said, it kind of looks like uh, waste management art or something. They're from Oxnard, California. So, you know, shout out to shout out to Nardcore, still holding it down. Um, one of my favorite facts is that Josh Brolin was in an early iteration of RKL, um, and mm-hmm. was a, was an hardcore kid before he went on to become a world-renowned actor.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. uh, 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 he he went on to become a Thanos. He he did. He went on to
0: become a Thanos.
1: <laughs> um, all right, so this is a six-song release
0: with not a lot of info about it. Um, which, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I guess I'll let the music speak for itself. Um, the song that Title they track. have queued up. Uh, no, the song they have, but the song they
1: have queued up
0: is "Disguised as Shame." Yeah, but our so, rule
1: is the title is title track.
0: <laughs> yeah, but sometimes sometimes our rule is we go with the song that's queued up because we want to tr- trust the band's intuition that that's the strongest offering. So which which wins out? Um
1: Well, it does it does speak pretty strongly when the band doesn't even have enough trust in their title track to put that the one as the one that they want to put up front, right?
0: Right. Or or the first track of the release. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're, they're like going, burying hey. it
1: at the end. So hopefully you don't listen that long.
0: Yeah. So they specifically want you to hear Disguised as Shame. They think this best represents this release. So I think that's what we should do.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Let's do that. All right. All right. So we're going to listen to Disguised as Shame by Omega Point off of their release. No answer. Okay, so we just heard the song "Disguised as Shame" by the band Omega Point, with uh, off of their release "No Answer," and uh, I feel uh, I feel deceived. I feel bamboozled.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know I what was, I mean. Yeah, I was. Uh, if you asked me what I thought about this, I was just gonna go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah. Like the artwork is sick. I, I think the name is pretty good. Um, I. I I was expecting something I don't know what exactly but what I got was like uh you know the favorite local opener in your city you know pick pick mid-american city of your choice um I don't know this was not what I was expecting I mean it was fine I've heard a lot worse shit but it was just like really run of the mill kind of standard fare uh like mesh shorts mosh core stuff you know what i mean it was like yeah
1: it, nothing it, special it, about this it is like if if that's everybody's favorite fucking opener um you know what i mean in in any town where you know of any any size or like say like two hundred and fifty thousand people you know what i mean if there mm-hmm. was a band like this in fort wayne you'd put them on every fucking show
0: Sure. Yeah. Cause like kids go off for them and they're like competent right, right. enough and they're nice dudes and whatever. And they're what I mean? nice
1: dudes and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I did feel deceived right away with like the, I was expecting something sharper and faster mm-hmm. and meaner and cooler. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely you know cool. I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Cause like, this, is, this is like the least
1: cool iteration of hardcore for sure. It's one of them, man. It's one of them. It's, you know, and, and like, I always say I don't like the bag on people's fucking, like, words and thought processes that go into this song. Cause, hey, you know, everybody's a fucking moron and everybody writes. Unless you are, like, a handful of, like, people, you're, you are not a fucking poet and you write stupid fucking lyrics. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, that's yeah, yeah. just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, Listen to this without reading it. Just listen to these words. Okay. This is like the refrain just before like the breakdown at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Forced to learn lessons through pain disguised as shame. And now you know nothing is ever written in stone. Mm -hmm. That's a random, that's a random sentence generator, man. That that's a fucking, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like seriously forced to learn lessons through pain disguised as shame. That is as that is as, as meaningless as any random fucking string of, you know, nouns, verbs and so forth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that for sure. It's, it's, it's one of those phrases that like everybody takes like their own fucking, like ascribes their own meaning to, and like gets hyped for like, that's a mic control phrase. You know what I mean? Um, Yes. 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 Totally. That, that's, that, that's the one, like if, if you're in a, if you're in Omega Point, you hope the fucking crowd that is like getting hype into you enough that, and they know your songs that they want to get mic control right there for that fucking line. And if not that one, then the next one. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're into Omega Point, then that's the fucking line you're trying to get fucking mic, mic control for, because you (laughs) think that sentence actually means anything, but it doesn't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah devoid of context that sentence is is word salad for sure yeah and and, and you know who knows you know like that that could be said for most lyrics quite frankly right because yeah, people try yeah, to yeah. you know lyri- lyrics are pretty shitty when they're like unless you're an exceptional lyricist right i mean like mm. okay lance Hahn, exceptional fucking lyricist right yeah um and there are, there are like plenty of J Church songs where the lyrics are literally just a story about something that actually happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not, and like, not some, like, not always like some like weird metaphor necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. But unless you're like a very talented lyricist and you lean really heavily on metaphors, you end up with shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I don't know, it, it, this can be said about um a lot of a, a lot of stuff that falls under the punk and hardcore umbrella, but at least to my ear, music of in, of this in this vein, like hardcore in this vein, it sounds the most obviously like algorithm hardcore right it yeah. sounds the most like th- this to me is like punch a formula into an ai generator and come out with your like mid-tempo mashi hardcore band um just because it, it lacks so much of the urgency that i want in hardcore it lasts it lacks so much of like the ferocity and like the energy it, i don't know man uh, jack cody who sent this in to us simply said omega point is hard and I don't know, man. I think I would beg to differ on that. It's hard to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. And and so, like I said, man, this is, I I don't want to go on for too long about this. Um, I I think it was, it was perfectly competent. You know, I'm not offended by this at all, but there's just, there's also nothing about it to me that's interesting or compelling Um, it's just, it's just fine for what it is, but like what it is, is a thing that I don't care about. And that I think, as we've said time and time again, most people stop caring about after the age of 21. You know what I mean? It's just not something, it's not a form that, that stands the test of time. It, It appeals to it when, when people, when people talk about hardcore appealing to just like, uh, testosterone fueled meatheads, um, I, you know, I think this is the iteration of the form that, that they're probably referencing most commonly. Um, and now, that's now that, that, that,
1: Go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just going to say that that was me at one time. That's not me now. You know what I mean? So, well, I was going to say too, to like in that same vein is like, there are, you know, countless bands like this that are basically just the soil for a better band. Right. Where you fucking hone your your fucking chops and your songwriting skills and you learn that it's actually, despite the fact that the word hard is in hardcore, it is much more important for your band to be fucking cool and ripping than hard, right? Indeed. Being a cool hardcore band is much better and more desirable in the long run than being a hard, hardcore band. That is true.
0: Yes, and it's and it is the rare band that can straddle the line between both worlds. It's very um,
1: hard to be cool and hard.
0: Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, it's it's incredibly it's incredibly difficult. Um, there was a time when maybe integrity rode that line. Um, now, now mm-hmm. they're undeniably not cool they're they're still good i mean i still fuck with integrity heavily but they are about as corny as it comes yeah they are not
1: cool at all go go to go see integrity it's a good show but there is not one cool dude in the entire audience (laughs) yourself included (laughs) right yeah for sure like when we went and saw integrity it's not like we're any cooler than anybody else any of the fucking other losers that were there you know there were like dudes that basically look like fucking snowmen with tall tees on and tattooed faces getting winded (laughs) after 10 seconds of fucking trying to spin kick
0: (laughs) yeah that basically describes me other than the snowman body but i you know
1: i that's that's in 10 years for sure you know, like there ain't nothing cool about that, man. There ain't nothing cool about being a fucking thirty five year old that can't keep up physical activity for longer than seven seconds at a clip. And and you know, yeah. walks around like you're still ready to lay the fucking lay the fucking meat on anybody that fucking steps out of line. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you're a thirty five year old man. If you're still concerned about being hard, mm-hmm. you uh, are obviously uh an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is very true, yes. Um, so yeah, like I said, yeah, I think you brought up a really good point that bands like this often are the soil upon which the, uh, the seeds of better bands are planted. So I'm in no way discouraging this band from stopping playing. I, you know, you, you all have plenty of potential. I'm sure you're having fun doing this. I'm sure local kids fuck with this. This is not my lane. I think that you will probably grow out of this and hopefully you'll go on to be in a, in a better band that, uh, maybe tries something that's a little bit more sonically daring or, uh, at the very least, um, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say more cerebral, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Hopefully you'll trade the so, shorts.
1: Yeah. Just not you'll, so stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, like, come on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, do we want to call it there with the music and, and handle a couple, uh, uh tackle a couple messages?
1: Yeah, we have an hour. We had a 30 minute preamble, and now we have basically an hour of music. And now we're going to have about 40 minutes of messages. That seems <laughs> right.
0: I, I would like to not do 40 minutes of messages if I can help it. Yeah. Um, so, But you have to promise not to fucking delete them this time <laughs> because I, there were some people I, I that were very I bummed about,
1: about that. I won't even. I, I, I'm sure that Neil from Australia was bummed. Um, cause, uh, you it's know, Nile, by the way. Nile. I'm sure that Nile from Australia yeah. was bummed, but, um, you know, whatever.
0: He was bummed. Yes, for sure. Cause I mean, he You live in Australia.
1: F- like, come on, just go to the fucking beach, dude. You guys all live on the fucking coast, right?
0: <laughs> I, I guess. I, don't, I, I, I mean, fucking
1: know. I think every major city in Australia is on the coast cause literally the vast majority of the continent is, you know, almost inhospitable desert.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's jump into these messages real quick.
5: Alright. Okay, it's confirmed that, that Savage Yard PT show was one of the best PT shows I've ever seen, but the PT show that I wish I had seen that Micah and I both lament we missed is the Bloomington PT show where Nathan ate a lobster dinner. I would have endured the scene in the city of Bloomington to have witnessed that PT set.
1: That was a fun one. That was the last was time we really played funny. out of town.
0: Was it really the last time we played out of town? That was like three yes, years ago.
1: I know. And yeah. that was a, that was a fun set. Um, we hadn't played out of town in a long ass time. And yeah. so I, I, I ate the, I ate most of the dinner. Some of it ended up in the audience and on the stage. Um, the, yeah. the, the, the thing about that was for the longest time, cause we hadn't played in Bloomington for a while because, um, we weren't, some of us were not, I guess using sensitive language. And, um, we kind of didn't get invited back for a while. And I said, Mm -hmm. if we ever get, if we ever get to play like Bloomington or another town where people really have a fucking stick up their ass, um, I want to fucking like cook an animal on stage (laughs) and eat it right
3: yeah yes and i said i "I want
1: i I want to i want to cook lobsters while we're playing and like (laughs) actually like make a scene of pulling the lobsters up and then throwing them in the boiling water and then eating them and um (laughs) and really fucking piss people off you know what i mean like like in a town like bloomington you know slaughtering animals on stage even if it is like just a fucking meat robot like a lobster that yeah that's like there aren't many things aside from like calling people like sexist or racial epithets that could get you fucking booed faster. Um, yes, that is true. And I that mean, was the, to, that, be, to be fair. Even I would be bummed
0: about you actually slaughtering an animal.
1: Well, oh, you stage. told me you'd be bummed, but I told you it was going to happen. And yeah, uh, and but then when we got invited to that fest, the logistics of bringing like three gallons of water to a boil um, on stage <laughs> safely. In a yeah. small environment, like it was just like now, nah, this ain't gonna work. So I just went and got a full lobster dinner, and I set it up. I had I had pieced together a cheap suit from Goodwill, and I set up a table with a candelabra and uh, my little platter. And yep. somebody asked if I was going to do a magic show, and I said something like that. And um, I fed one of the rappers in the crowd some some lobster swan, I believe. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah swan th- yep. threw bits of lobster into the crowd and ended up bleeding. I tried to hang myself by my tie, which broke, and I ended up bleeding on the floor with broken glasses and Josh dumping hot wax on my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was man. That really was one of my favorite PT sets of all time. And this sounded just, pretty like, good
1: too. We did sound pretty good, and we were the only punk band on that on that show. Oh, no, there were a couple uh, other. Uh, I think Kiddo played that show, and like maybe like they, two others. But it was I don't remember. Like my it was
0: like clothes us were
1: destroyed. And, And I just got up and stormed out of the room and immediately just stripped down to like my shorts and a t-shirt and threw everything in the trash and stood outside. I was kind of pissed off too, because somebody said that we couldn't play our whole set. And I was like, yo, that motherfucker just stood behind a keyboard and hit like fucking middle C for fucking 45 minutes and didn't do fucking anything. And uh, (laughs) we're going to play for fucking 12 minutes. And you're telling me we can't play for 12 minutes? Fuck you. I think I said that to the promoter. Yeah,
0: I think you did um but yeah it was like us a couple other punk bands and like 10 rappers um it it was uh yeah that that set was really really fucking fun and and uh i i I don't blame you grant for lamenting the fact that you missed that it was uh it was one of my favorite pt sets of all time but uh but thank you for confirming that uh the pt savage yard set was another highlight because that that was definitely one i really enjoyed as well um, that, yeah. the, the three, the three that are, well, there are a few, um, but, uh, but definitely a few of them are, are the, the Savage Yard set, the Bloomington set where you ate the lobster dinner, especially cause you pulled it out of a briefcase. That was a really
1: nice effect. Um, yeah, and the whole then, thing out of a briefcase. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then also the, uh, the set at CS3 where, because this one, no one else knew that you were doing it when you introduced us as the kissy bears and, um, <laughs> and you had the bear, Behind the like, no, like the backdrop or like the fucking, it was like a puppet show.
1: It was a teddy bear on my head that people thought was a puppet show. And then I was behind, I was behind a curtain. So all you could see was the teddy bear singing into the mic. And then I fell through the curtain and it turns out that I'm wearing it on my head. Um, (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, so I, God damn it. I can't wait to fucking play again. I'm glad that we're not really known anymore so that uh, nobody's Mm -hmm. up to our tricks. Because it, it is never, right. ever about the fucking audience when we play. It is all about inside wow. jokes for us. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. You know, maybe
0: that, maybe that's why we've never penetrated past a certain level. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, I think our music fucking, is, is good, you know? I'm not going to pander to people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, no, of course not. Of course not. I'm just saying, like I, I think, I think in my head, I've sort of wondered, like, oh, you know, I wonder why we've never sort of like broke out more than we have because I think we have good, good music and shit. But then I remember that we are quite literally one of the most alienating live bands uh, currently playing music. So
1: also, we don't tour, so that that's a big, uh, yeah. that's a big hurt. not for sure. So um,
0: anyway, all right, let's let's uh, let's tackle this uh, next message.
1: All right.
6: So I know y'all are expecting some crazy bit or like just nonsensical quote-unquote autistic, uh, not uh, autistic voicemail, but no. Uh, so in a serious uh, question, what's your opinions on the near-death experience JJ versus the Harley in Paris, mad at the world, hurt, butt rock, revenge album? I like to think that if Paris was in Crow Mags now with J.J., they would, they could possibly write a superior album than anything they've written before. Or if Parrish just decided to, like, have his ego put aside and stop, like, whacking himself to the thought of his own freaking shit, like, the smell of his own shit, you know? He would be, he could contribute something to the music scene in New York hardcore other than being a pissed-off construction worker. But, like, thoughts on, like, what their album contributed from Revenge, which I think, inspired a lot of rock and roll in like hard rock modern era versus the i found my own god that's basically asking for money because that's all hara krishna is it's just people who want more money out of other idiots uh near-death experience serious thoughts also uh shout out to my boy style
3: Okay. All
0: right. That is the most. That was definitely the most cogent uh, call that we've ever gotten from AJ, and it, it proves that now I see now I can see the adjunct professor within. Um, now that you you've dropped the bits and the facade of testing out your fucking uh, your like open mic material on the show. Um, yeah, that was like a cogent call with like a some interesting uh, thought an interesting thought experiment in there. Um, So, you know, just to be clear here, near death experience and revenge both suck ass. Um, I think pitting those two things against each other is like pitting Nickelback and Creed against one another. I mean, you lose no matter who you choose. Um, You know, in terms of if Paris and JJ all got together, you know, could they, could they write a good album in 2020? I'm not particularly confident of that i mean no hate on on any party involved uh you know john joseph has uh has been nothing but kind kind to me um seems like a nice dude. am I confident in any fifty year old group of new york hardcore dudes ability to write a compelling hardcore record in twenty twenty not really you know what i mean and in terms of uh in terms of revenge going on to influence like hard like butt rock of the modern era, I don't think that record had enough play in the larger world to influence anyone to do anything except for turn it off. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of acolytes of revenge going around playing butt rock these days. I mean, largely I think those are two records that unless you're well invested in punk and hardcore as a subculture and pay close attention to everything that's coming out you even know about or, or, or pay more than a passing glance to. I, they, were, they will be remembered as embarrassing footnotes um, at best. So, yeah, that's the, that's my thoughts on it.
1: I don't really have any thoughts because I don't listen to Cro-Mag's Past Age of Coral, um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's at this point just old guy fucking punk rock, you know? Yeah, yeah, basically. It's uh, like... Harley Flanagan is a perfect example who's somebody that uh is a fucking moron that's still concerned with being hard past the age of like twenty-five years old. You that know what is I true. mean? Yeah. Like yeah, that's what that, that dude you. that dude is in fucking sufferable. If you were to meet him in person, you would not want to be within fifty feet of him. Uh, that's correct. And uh John Joseph, who gives a shit? He wears a wig. <laughs>
0: Uh, Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) All right, let's 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 listen to our next call.
2: Nate Gray, Will Neal, Nate, what fantasy books are you reading? Gray, how's the workout regimen? I deleted my Facebook account, so I haven't seen any updates. Also, fucking with the terminal crush. I really like that song. so like where you're going with it, maintain.
4: Uh,
1: right. I just been reading up on basically, uh, the books in like the Dragonlance world that I've missed out on. Um, I am, uh, I have just, I just finished rereading Matt Colville's second book Thief and I really fucking wish that he would get on it and like complete fighter because, like Matt Colville, um, if you're not familiar, you know, MCDM productions, he's done some pretty cool things with GMing and stuff. And he's certainly knows what he's doing. He worked in the, you know, I don't know too much about him. I don't sniff his balls, but, uh, he can write a hell of a fucking fantasy world. And his first two books, Priest and Thief were really good. They were, I think self-published maybe, but, um, it fighter has been like on the fucking back burner for like five years now. Um, And I'm hoping that he doesn't go the way of Patrick Rothfuss and uh, basically never fucking finish what he fucking started with the name of the wind.
0: Um, And then in regards to my workout regimen, um, so one thing about me, I I would say like one of my greatest downfalls is that I have a really, really tough time balancing like (laughs) self-care, basic life maintenance shit with my like creative endeavors and like other endeavors. So you know, everything's going mad well for me in terms of like, you know, the podcast is is doing fine, staying consistent with it, having a ton of fun doing it. Um have been mad creative on 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 the or mad productive uh, rather on the musical front. Um you know, the vintage vintage game is going really really well. Um but the more success I have creatively uh, the less frequently I eat food on a regular basis, the more my sleep schedule gets out of whack, the less personal care I attend to. So my workout regimen has really fallen by the wayside as I've gotten busier and busier with other shit. And, uh, and I think that's kind of my that's, – that's, that's my goal for this decade basically is to like – figure out how to rewire my brain so that I can balance like basic entry-level self-care shit like you know basic workout stuff and showering and eating at regular intervals with also doing stuff um, creatively that I'm stoked about because right now I'm I'm not I'm not on that tip and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out so my workout regimen uh, has basically been non-existent for the last month as other things have taken up uh, the vast majority of my time and energies, but uh, I'm gonna try and try and jump back into it. But uh, you know, no promises. I haven't gotten any fatter recently, but I'm not looking any I'm not looking any more svelte either.
1: Well, so that was a really fucking long walk. When you could have just said, uh, "Working out's hard," so I haven't been doing it.
0: <laughs> I wanted to provide more context. <laughs> um, people like our these little windows into the innermost workings of our thoughts. That's why they listen. That's why they listen to us really. You know, they don't care about punk and hardcore. They just, they like, they like our rapport.
1: Sure. Who wouldn't?
0: (laughs) Except for the sane and well-adjusted of this world. Who would not love it? Uh, Um, Okay. So the next one is a four second message with that says transcription not available. So I'm assuming it's probably a pocket dial or something, but let's, let's listen and find out.
1: Nothing. It's more fucking spy communications, man
0: yeah spy communications indeed oh also will thanks for saying the nice that nice thing about the terminal crush thing um that's uh that's the next record i have coming out it's a solo endeavor that uh nate you will hate a lot um it it occupies pretty much every lane that you do not like in music um but uh will thanks for saying that nice thing about it i'm stoked for the record to come out in like a, I don't know, like a week um all right uh so who so- is this with the not, uh, the so let's just preface
1: re- this next call violates the fucking rule, the established rule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, um, we said we said the fucking rule, you get yep. 90 seconds, right?
0: That's right.
1: Um, I think this is, is G. Uh, Michael Thomas, it is G. Michael Thomas, and I hate to cut him off, that's why I was worried about this. Uh, because mm-hmm. you know, he is a homie, but uh, G. Michael, it is what it rules. is. Rules are rules, <laughs> man. We're going we're gonna to give you 90 seconds and we'll see what we get out of it, okay?
2: Yeah. All right, All here we right. go. Hello, Nate Gray. What's up? Hope you guys are doing great. This is Steve Mike Thomas calling from Canada. been a while since I called you guys, so I figured I'd do so. Okay, I got 90 seconds. So first, the Discord. The Discord is indeed psychotic. However, it is totally awesome. I would recommend it to anybody that has... Uh, Any interest in this podcast and internet stuff? I personally left the discord, but not because there was anything wrong with it, because I just felt like maybe I'm too old for the demographic in there. Um, but again, definitely not a condemnation. Just, uh, I would recommend any of the fans of the show to check out the discord. Okay. Number two, uh, some of these are, these are a list of things I've been wanting to talk about. Number two, um, anybody, Wearing clothing with the name of something on it that you didn't create, come on, don't be an idiot. Uh, That should be degrading, and I feel like it's really weird that people wear any clothing with any writing on it, particularly within the punk park or scene. I understand the need for bands to make money. Uh this is such uh, a ridiculous premise but it's something I've thought of for a long time punk and hardcore bands should not be making any merch whatsoever and if their fans want to support them just give them 20 bucks but you know easier said than done uh next um Spotify is stupid okay that, oh, that's, that's that's
1: 90 seconds
0: that's 90 seconds so i the hate Michael, to cut off G. Sorry, Michael man we're sorry, because you were on a you were on a roll there. You you were like you just dropped maybe the hottest take of the last fifty years. I and honestly, could only am-
1: yeah, th- th- that's the most important part of your call is the fact that band you said bands shouldn't make merch. Um, you're yeah. gonna bury the lead in the rest of the message, so we're gonna stop it there. That's a good place to stop it because that is a hot take.
0: Yes, that is burning hot, dude. Uh, Nate, how do you? F- I know how I feel about that. Nate, how do you feel about it? About bands making merch? Yeah, um, well, about the premise that bands should not make merch.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, most of my T-shirts are band T-shirts. Um, I'm halfway on. I'm halfway on the fence with G Michael Thomas here on certain things. I do not like to wear clothes with anything with anything on them other than like a band i'm not gonna wear a fucking i'm not gonna wear a shirt that fucking advertises the company that makes the fucking shirt or you know a company that does anything right like you see people like walking around like in in this neck of the woods with like you know fucking yeti cooler shirts like Mm -hmm. what, what is your brain made of fucking poop you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what, are you are you letting people know you don't fuck around when it comes to keeping shit cold? Is that what you want people to know, or you're that fucking stupid that you're going to pay five hundred dollars for a fucking cooler? Like, what's right. what? You know, uh, like Jesus Christ, um, I'm not going to wear a fucking. I'm not going to wear that shit. I don't wear it in, unless it's a, a by and large a band T-shirt. Um, but also concerning bands and merch. If it's tastefully done, like if you have a fucking demo, like a four song demo on your fucking merch table uh, after your set, but you have like four different fucking shirts, yo, your priorities really? are fucked. Like, That's you it, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yo, get it fucking sorted. That was always one of my big gripes with touring bands is like you get these bands that would come play my house. That like the best they can do is a fucking six song CDR that might fucking work but they've got three fucking t-shirts. Number 1, if you're touring on a fucking six song CDr, go back write more music, write better music, then go on tour. Yeah. And number 2, one shirt design. That's it. Right? Just one. Right? Um so you can't overdo it, you can't jump the fucking gun. Um but that said, I have purchased almost exclusively all of my clothes from Rural King, Army, Navy stores, and fucking hardcore shows for going on 25 years now. Um, yeah. So if they didn't sell merch, I wouldn't have anything to wear.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I exclusively wear band shirts and shit that I thrift, that's, that's it. That's my entire wardrobe. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you're in good company here, depending on who you ask in the sense that uh, You know, Ian MacKay pioneered this incredibly hot take some, you know, 35 years ago. Um, Yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Um, I I guess maybe in a perfect world, right, uh, people would just give bands 20 bucks. It's happened to me on tour before. People have just straight up given me some money to support, and it's always appreciated. But it's not the norm. Uh, We live in a culture in which um, that sort of exchange typically needs to be incentivized Through, uh, through product of some sort. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's the world in which we live. And like, look, you got to subsist. You got to pay the bills while you're on tour. Um, and selling merch is a good way to do that. And plus, I don't know. I just, I like, I like clothes in general. I think they're cool. Um, with, if a, if a cool t-shirt speaks to me, I like to wear it because I like to look cool. I don't know. It's a, it's a very stupid banal thing. It's not like I ascribe a lot of meaning to it or importance to it, but it's something that I like. I like to feel fuckable and a cool band shirt helps me do that sometimes. So I've got no beef with the, uh, the phenomenon of the band shirt.
1: Well, I don't um, think the band shirts fucking help cause they've never fucking helped me. <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know maybe not um so yeah that's 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 my i i got that's like i said that's about the hottest take i've heard in in quite a while and uh i I can't say that i ride with you on it but god bless you man i mean fucking stand up for what you believe in even if what you believe in is bands not printing merch Um, but it
1: does sorry to Like I said, I'm halfway there because, and the more I think about it, maybe I'm getting, I'm getting closer to his edge because we always bemoan (laughs) the fucking fashion aspect of shit. Right. I mean, that is a fucking, that is a fucking beaten horse of a theme in uh, punk rock and hardcore. Right. Um, but yet we all contribute to it. Right. I'm wearing a fucking gel shirt that I've been wearing for four days. Um, and, uh, I like it. It's a cool shirt. It fits me well. Um, props to gel for fucking getting a good fitting, you know, two or three XL t-shirt. But um, at the same time, it's like gel is cool. I'm not going to wear a fucking, uh, you know, I'm not going to wear a fucking law or modish or you, eating? my brains are not noodles. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just as much as anybody, like I don't, I don't really give a shit about fashion, but I guess saying that I do. Right. Cause you know, Right. gel's cool yeah no, sure. Mod is not right uh year yeah, of the yeah. knife is not fucking cool i'm not gonna wear a year of the knife shirt but you right? will you will secretly listen to their music though no i'm i i have not secretly listened to the music since we listened to that what i said was okay. like year of the knife is one of those things it's like maybe a guilty pleasure it's like i could see myself listening to it but i honestly haven't since then um fair enough there's no secret that in fact I saw them advertise. I was like, oh, that looks familiar. And I clicked and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. disband, this band and they're not cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Let's try and bang. Let's try, let's try to bag out the rest of these real quick. Um, right. So let's, uh, let's listen to the next one.
5: Hey guys. Uh, it's the first uh, very cold day in fall. And you put on your jacket from last March only to find that you have like $15 in cash in the, uh, <clears throat> in the pocket, and it's super cold, and you're like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to play video games all day. So you go to Pizza Hut and go get, like, a large cheese pizza, and uh, you get it home, and when you open up the box, the person who made the pizza took it over to the soft-serve machine and completely covered the pizza in soft-serve ice cream, and you're like what the fuck well that's what it was like to listen to that band textbook uh mixing midwest <laughs> <laughs> midwest emo with drum and bass is like having a pizza with ice cream on top but i will give you a nice uh a nice combination of food and that's uh, bread and soup. Yeah, particularly when the soup is inside the bread. So fuck off, Larry.
1: Okay. Yeah. right That
0: was uh that was one of my longtime best friends, Fresh Ben. Um <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that Ben finally called in. Uh yeah, you raised you some very valid points there. <laughs> uh, uh, the the pizza and ice cream analogy, not one that would have come to my mind, but, yo, that's why I love you, because you always offer up fresh perspectives. Um, so there you go. Chad, if you're listening, uh, which I know you are, <laughs> text, your your record is like pizza with vanilla ice cream on top. Um, and, yeah, yo, I, yet, yet more uh Yet more hate directed towards uh Larry's take about bread bowls, I think, dude, Larry, I gotta say, man, I think you are you there's been a hard turn against you. I've seen in the group a lot of people coming out against you on this on this take. I mean, Nate has voiced his opinion now we have fresh Ben calling in I mean, and I've even been kind of turned in favor of bread bowls. I mean, just the principle alone is appealing, so I'm sorry. I think, I think you've lost this battle, man. Maybe not the war, but uh, you've, you've certainly lost a battle on this one.
1: Once you see the photographic evidence of uh, the dish, you can't deny yeah. it, right? You don't even have to taste it. You see it. You're like, of course, that's fucking good.
0: Right. Well, I, I forgot to send you a picture that Larry actually spent in 10 bucks to create, which uh, <laughs> is actually a bread, a Panera bread, a Panera bread, bread bowl stuffed with olive garden breadsticks. See, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that, I, I'd eat that. <laughs> I, I would definitely eat that. Um. All right, we got a, uh, we got a few more. Uh, let's, uh, let's bang them out. All right.
4: Hey, long time listener, long time patron. Uh, I don't have a bit. I'm not part of a any in group. But uh, yeah, I thought I should call. And uh, you know, I'll keep it under a minute thirty or whatever. Looks like it's been, according to my phone, it's been about thirty seconds. Anyway, this isn't gonna be that interesting. I just called, you know. I just wanted to point out, you know, I'm the original eleven dollar patron. You know, I think I deserve that credit. I'm the rich motherfucker. Okay, I'm a janitor. Okay, and I put eleven dollars of my hard-earned money to listen about you guys talk about Warsha. This is a good series, by the way. Very informative. I like what you guys do. You know, I really do. How much longer I got? Alright, I got, oh. It's getting towards the end. Yeah, there it goes. Oh, where's a minute thirty? from my phone. But yeah, I got a, I got a question real quick. No. Oh,
1: there's a minute thirty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was nice. a really good. That was a good message, and in, in a lot of respects, I I really dug how low low energy that message was <laughs> like, um also yo yeah if you are indeed the original 11 dollar patron you you deserve the recognition you know what i mean like the, all the props all do props your way um if that's true if the claim you make is true then like yeah that huge props that's fucking dope um thanks thanks for throwing your hard-earned money our way um, also, on that tip, real quick, qu- quick related digression. I had a listener of the show, uh, homie Ellie, um, message me today telling me, explaining to me why they had to uh, unsubscribe from the Patreon because they're pursuing some, some stuff in their life right now that demands that they whittle down on some sort of extraneous um, expenses and shit. And d- despite the jokes that I make on this podcast... Uh, you don't actually owe us an explanation of why no, you unsubscribed no. to our fucking not Patreon. Not I don't care. I do not we, care at all. I, I have no feelings about it. I, I subscribe to like two Patreons. It's not a big deal. It's it is a, it's a miracle that anyone subscribes at all, and it's a very kind and dope gesture. So thank yep. you to everybody who does. But if you bail out, it's I truly do not give a shit. Uh, it's thanks, your money. We, for- you don't
1: owe us anything. You've already given us more than we expected. So, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yo, if you yeah, yo, if you're the eleven dollar patron, you uh, you're the king of kings. Um, so you know, thank you for that. Um, all right, all right. Let's let's bang out let's bang out these last few. All
4: right. Hey Jay from
6: SideTrack here. You guys were talking about negative approach in '84, like several months back, and Nate, you talked about the song genocide, and uh, they recorded that song as early as '81 on the Clubhouse demo. And that came out on the compilation, Nothing Will Stand in Our Way. And so I'm calling for two reasons. One, I just want to make sure that you have that compilation. Considering they're, like, top-tier band for both of you guys, I'm assuming both of you guys have heard that compilation. But I just want to make sure you've heard it. My second point is that I think the Clubhouse demo is way better than the self-titled 7 Inch, which I know is very controversial. I know how Gray feels about that opinion of mine. I'm curious what Nate thinks about it. All right, guys,
1: talk to you later. Uh, I do have that combo, that that compilation, and uh, it is in my stack somewhere, and I almost never listen to it because generally speaking, when I just go through it, I listen to the fucking um, um, Total Recall discography. Um, yeah. I rarely put on just like Tied Down as a standalone record I just listen to because everything is, the Total Discography is short enough that you can just listen to it as one go. Um, So that's generally what I do. And I do have that. And, uh, but the last time I listened to that compilation was, you know, probably not long after it came out. Um, Or at least not long after I purchased like the, the iteration of it that I own, Um, which I'm not sure which one it is, but, um, and I don't generally listen to like, like the friends of no one seven inch. I have that. I don't, Ever fucking listen to that um I just have it to have it. you know what I mean, um yeah, yeah. and genocide shows up on that. I couldn't tell you what genocide sounds like on that um I do like the like obviously the older raw recording for that I couldn't tell you what genocide sounds like on that um that compilation though um because uh, uh I haven't listened to that one in a long time,
0: yeah so <clears throat> So I had totally forgotten that genocide appeared on the Clubhouse demo. I was actually the one who brought it up. Um, I was referencing its appearance on I think, I think it's from it's from the live stuff at the end of Total Recall, and I think it's like a 1984 show um, that they at the mud the mud club I think is the name of the place that they they played, Um, Mm -hmm. and I brought it up because I was talking about how I was had recently been re-listening to to Total Recall or whatever, and how that song. Uh, was such a wild portent of things to come in terms of bands like Integrity and Judge and stuff, in that there was like just this wild metallic edge to it that isn't present in a lot of other negative approach stuff. Um, And so that's why I brought it up. I had totally forgotten that it was on the Clubhouse demo. Um, I would be interested to go back and listen to that and see how it compares to the 1984 live iteration of it. Um, I haven't listened to the Clubhouse demo in a long time because – Typically speaking, I'm in the same boat as Nate in that I really enjoy the 7-inch. I really enjoy Tied Down. And yeah, typically I'll just throw on Total Recall and listen to both of them back to back. Um, I mean, I love how that 7-inch is recorded. Um, you know, so I, I'll i say, I will say this. It's been, I, there's, there is there is an obvious reason why I don't gravitate towards the Clubhouse demo and go back and listen to that repeatedly, but I do constantly repeat, I, I do constantly listen to uh, the 7-inch and Tied Down. Um, but to be fair, I haven't listened to it in a long time. So maybe after tonight's episode, I'll go listen to it and see if my feelings about it have changed. Um, but uh, as of right now, you know, I remain firmly in camp seven inch slash tied down. Um, and if uh, if I update that, I will if the, or if that if that feeling changes, I will update everybody on the uh, next episode of the podcast.
1: Yeah. And I guess with like some of the, like, like that comp, for instance, okay. So like at the end of the, um, total recall discography, I almost never actually listened to those live songs. Um, because other than a historical document, they're virtually unlistenable and you can see NA today and they still fucking rip, you know, even though they're old men, um, they're still, they still fucking rip live. So in as anything other than a snapshot of like, you know, a live, like a live recording of this legendary band in like 82 and fucking, you know, at St. Andrews or something like that in, in, in Detroit. Like um, I'm not really that interested in a lot of those old alternative takes. I like to listen to like generally the the, the best one. And I guess that's why I don't listen to that, uh, to that comp that much. I own it more as a document into itself than something that I typically am going to listen to. And it's the same thing with like that genocide with genocide. I, I, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to uh, the clubhouse demo now and hear what that sounds like. Cause you know, I did, I, I had, I have not to my knowledge, I, I can't recall what it sounds like versus the modern, like recorded version on, of the, on the friends and friends of no one seven inch. Yeah. And, and the version of it that's on the live version that's on the fucking total recall, uh, discography is um really the only reason to visit is because there aren't too many prior prior to the friends of no one seven inch there was only other one recording of that song and that's on the clubhouse demo um and yeah. you hear it live there and it's it sounds awesome but also fucking abysmal it's so fucking noisy yeah for sure
0: um all right we got two more let's uh let's let's get them let's get them done.
4: Hey. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now I typed in your number on my calculator instead of the actual phone pad to call in and discuss this item, which I find more important than anything. I mean, it's been been this way for years. The Rival Mob is the best hardcore band that there is in the world. Why are you in a hardcore band? Your hardcore band sucks. Stop making hardcore music. It's been done. The Rival Mob made it. They made it better. They're better than all of us. I don't even know why I'm still saying anything other than you just go listen to The Rival Mob, okay? That's all you're going to have to do.
2: That's it. They're a great band. They're real fucking
4: stupid like me punching in numbers on my calculator. I'm going to shut up now. Rival Mob.
0: All right. Yeah, there's no no lies in that statement. The Rival Mob, I actually said uh, a few months ago that I think The Rival Mob is old enough now that... Uh, I, I have switched positions from the rival mob is one of the best hardcore bands of our era to go ahead and say, uh, I think the rival mob is one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time. I say that with, uh, confidence and no shame. I think they're one of the best bands to ever do it. Um, so yeah, I, I got no beef with your
1: call. They, uh, they, uh, definitely it's, a, it's about as good as you can get, um, they didn't, uh, they didn't make the mold or even perfect it, but they definitely, uh, followed the fucking recipe about as well as you can. Indeed. Um, all right, let's, uh, listen to, uh,
0: this last one, which is two minutes long. So we're going to have to, it looks like it's AJ's number. So AJ called in on September 1st and then, uh, eight days later, the urge struck them yet again. So, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's check it out. We'll we'll have to cut them off at a minute and a half though.
6: Yo, this isn't uh my uh usual autist bit. Uh, serious question, actually two. Uh, in your opinion, who is the best one hit wonder death metal album band? I would go with like, Gut it the the Ohio Indiana version. Like they had some decent demos, but then that one album smacked like a motherfucker. I know they dropped off the earth because I think something passed away in like '96 or '7 but not a lot of people ride that as much as they ride bands that took influence like them, like dying fetus. And honestly, it sounds like more layered or morbid angels like, Oh shit, we should do this. Another one. Hot take. Like an ever flowing stream is not this members best album. This member doesn't have a, I mean, what's the one with the fucking. Not like brain demon coming out. Like the next album one, I got a brain fart right now. Consider that one's my favorite. And I think so many people ride it so hard because of the hard, very buoyant hardcore now influenced riffs, riffs that come from it. And how like bands like kind of like Invoke or like death metal pseudo bands just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to take this and add a breakdown. Why not? Also, uh, Benediction, stupid underrated. So many kids don't post enough about it. Same thing with Massacre another one and terrorizer and how they split the genres Kids should be riding that more than they ride like i mean suffocation's fucking amazing and same with morbid angel
0: that's a, oh, that's our minute that's our minute and a half that's it
1: that's it all right um he is right about gutted gutted that fucking gutted record is really good um yeah. i was actually thinking about that record about 5 days ago
0: where are um, they are where they from to
1: like toledo or yeah. were they
0: from or were they Cleve- they, were from, they were from toledo okay yeah. okay
1: that gutted record is really good. Um, the logo is sick. Um, yeah. I, I One Hit Wonder fucking death metal records. I'm not in that headspace to think right now. Um, I think maybe the dismember record you're thinking of is massive killing capacity. Uh, maybe. With the weird isn't, like... But isn't that like their thir- third record or something? it Third or fourth But it has like that robot That looks like a fucking demon Like warthog thing on the front of it With chainsaws and stuff Like shooting okay, people Yeah yeah. Um, yeah So that might be it And that is a good record um, I mean Dismember is pretty solid All the way through It's like one of those bands That didn't really You know Deviate too far From a fucking theme As it were mm-hmm. Um. um Mention suffocation. Yeah. Like I said, for suffocation is good up through fucking Pierce from Within. Um, Pierce from Within is dope. I like that record a lot. Um, yep. There are some really funny fucking lyrics, I think, in like Effigy of the Forgotten about like yes. killing his wife and eating her womb and stuff like that, which always yeah, yeah, is good yeah, yeah, for yeah. a laugh. Yeah. those um, That is that is the record those lyrics are on. We talked um, about that on our old podcast, actually. Yeah. And, and quick, Benediction. So Benediction is dope. When I was younger, like 20 years ago, uh, could reliably go to just about any death metal show in Pittsburgh. And there would be like these two dudes that were clearly like for a 20 year old dude, they looked old, but they had to be in their upper 50s or 60s every fucking time wearing benediction shirts. And I That's thought that was sick. so fucking weird because like, you know, this was 1997, you know, and like, uh, right. uh, you're 50 or you're 50 or you're like older than my dad. Right? right. Um, but somewhere along the way you got cooler than my dad because, uh, you became a fat old loser in a benediction shirt. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah, I, I was always, so, so every time I think of benediction, I think about these two clearly old men with pot bellies and mullets wearing their benediction maxi print fucking shirts at like a fucking witchery and emperor show and you know <laughs> fucking graffiti or something like that
0: yeah yeah for sure so so to to your question um about one one album wonder death metal bands i'm gonna I'm come in with kind of a hot take the hot take being that i even like this band at all um because nobody likes this band, but I really ride for... So it, it kind of meets your definition, kind of not, because their first release is is a self-release cassette that was later uh, reissued, I'm pretty sure, by Victory, hilariously enough, way after when Victory mattered or did anything cool, and then their first actual LP didn't come out till a couple years later in 97. But the band in question is Jungle Rot. <laughs> um and i i really really like their first lp their first proper lp because they're skin the living which is the self-release tape from 95 but then their first actual lp slaughter the Week, came out in 97 um i love that lp and i think that they suck in like immediately after that i mean their next record didn't come out for like four or five years uh and it sucks ass and everything that they've done since then has sucked more and more um, but uh, I genuinely think Slaughter, Slaughter of the Week is a really good mid to late 90s death metal record that gets unfairly maligned because of how shitty the band became shortly thereafter. I think they, they all, they get thrown in like the same boat as like six feet under and shit. And I just don't think that's fair, man. I think jungle rot blows six feet under out of the water and they don't have those, the worst vocals of all time dragging them down either. So that helps their case. But I would compel anybody who is dismissed jungle rot out of hand uh, to go listen to slot of the week. I mean, if that's your, if that's your lane, if you just like ignorant knuckle dragging fucking, bullshit death metal from the mid to late nineties talking about cutting people up over fucking stupid riffs. Uh, I think slaughter the week is right up there. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have like maybe the same level of musicianship as you were getting from bands like death and, and certainly carcass and shit, but for just nonsense knuckle dragging caveman death metal that is a great fucking record. I, I listened to it as recently as like two weeks ago. Um, and I would encourage anybody interested in death metal of that era who has written it off to go back and revisit it. I think it's very good. Okay. And, and wow. if, and if, if you have feelings on it, write us or post on the Facebook page or whatever, because I would like to know where people stand on that record.
1: I'm working on After a death a metal playlist. I'm working on a death metal playlist. So I'll put okay. jungle rot on there. Okay. And, All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, After I've had a chance to think about it, it's a no brainer. Repulsion. Um, Horrified is a fucking undeniable record, um, and that's their only full length. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I think that's the greatest one hit wonder for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like, that's an interesting case just because, like, I don't know if AJ was trying to highlight bands that, like, they only had one good record, Um, but. You know, in the case of Repulsion, they only had one record. Period, like one, like full length. So, yeah, I guess that would technically meet the meet the definition. <laughs> um, and
1: that record is fucking undeniable. So,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's set. The t- it, it fucking. It created a template that uh, basically bands would be trying to emulate for the next uh, twenty years, um, and have never and have never mastered on that level. So, yeah, hor- uh, horrified by Repulsion, definitely um, obvious obvious answer for that for sure. Yeah. uh so on so, that on that note we have gone long as shit um so let's uh wrap it up i'll do the normal housekeeping stuff if you want to submit music to us demo listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure it's a year or less old if you want to subscribe to the patreon it is patreon.com slash demo podcast uh and nate we got to record a new episode this week um also, the artwork for the shirts is done, other than text. Uh, Dusty's got to add some text to it, but I paid him, paid him for it the other day. And uh, Nate, I'll send you, I'll email you over so you can see it in more high res. Uh, what he came up with, but it looks fucking awesome. So we should have shirts very soon. I'm gonna hit up the printer as soon as he sends over a printable version with some text on it for, uh, for us. Um, and uh, then if you want to call in 260-222-8341. just keep it to a minute and a half or under, please. Uh, if you like the show rate and review on iTunes, uh, other than that, you know, tell your homies, keep listening and, uh, Nate, unless you have any closing thoughts, I think we can wrap it up there for the week.
4: Um, nope, I'm good. See ya. All right. Peace.